What's up, ASM? It's great to be back with you just with high school. We have middle school videos and high school videos going on right now for you guys. We're back having our own spaces. If you haven't joined us back in the manor, we would love to have you come and hang with us on Wednesday nights or Sunday mornings. But we're in this new series called Galatians. It's named right after the book that it's from, Galatians. And our subtitle to this whole series is Set Free live free. I wanted to start by just asking you a question today. As, as we look around at our world, as you think about your life, are you more sure of things now or more confused than you've been before? I, I, would, I would venture to say that we are living in a very confusing time, that we have questions just about everything. We're so unsure. And things like, do I get vaccinated or not? Do I do online school or opt for going back to this strange model of what's going on at my school? Uh, do I, where do I go for college? Do I even leave home now and go far away for college? I mean, even down to things as, as integral to who we are as what's my gender? We're confused. And I don't mean to pass even judgment there. I'm just wanting us to, to understand, yeah, that's a real confusion for some people. So we're confused about so much. We live in a very confusing time and we have lots of questions and it seems like we have more questions than answers quite often. And Paul is writing this letter to this church in a place called Galatia because they are confused about something. And what they're confused about is the gospel itself. You know, when I went to China, when I was, I think I was like 20 years old in college, went with a bunch of people. We did this mission trip in China and I went to, they always have these places where you can buy like knockoff items. And so I went and bought both my mom and my sister Louis Vuitton bags. Now, I know they're not real, but I could pass them off as real. Why? I mean, why did I want to pass them off as real? Well, one, there was a little bit of denial. I didn't want to believe they were fake and I wanted to live in my ignorance. Uh, and my mom and my sister actually couldn't tell the difference between the real and the fake. And so we wanted to live in that ignorance because it made us feel a little bit better about the purchase, right? And the problem is that on a grand scale, on things that really, really matter, on things of eternal significance maybe, we like to believe that ignorance is okay. But see, the sad part is that ignorance does not set us free the truth does. The words of Jesus in John 8, 31 through 32 say this. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And you have to ask the question, what is the truth? Well, later on, and we're going to see this in John 14, Jesus claims that he is the truth. So it is he that will set us free. Now, as we dive into this book and in, in looking at uh, his, Paul's words to this church, we have to understand how Paul is writing this. Paul is not happy 
I would say Paul is maybe even angrily writing this letter. I can imagine Paul writing these words to the Galatians. Why are you getting this wrong? What has happened in this short amount of time since I left you? He's so upset. And there's a reason that Paul is angry. See, he started this church and within a few years, the people there had broken it. And they're turning away from the gospel. Let's read Paul's words. Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 10. Paul says, I'm astonished. He's, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I'm thrown off here. That you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. It's going to be key which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion. They're confused and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. He's got some strong words. As we have already said, now I say again, If anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. So a big idea that we're, we're going to operate off of for this message is this, that we are set free by the gospel. There's only one. In fact, Paul's pretty adamant here that any gospel other than the true gospel is no gospel at all. So we are only set free by the gospel. And the first thing we have to understand is that the gospel is good news. When we ask the question, what is the gospel. The gospel is good news. And all throughout the New Testament, we hear about the gospel. And the gospel, simply put, is this, that you and I are created in the image of God. But we have chosen our sin. We've chosen our way. We have said that, God, we want to be Lord of our lives. We want to be the boss. We want to do things our way, not your way. And since we've chosen our sin, we are spiritually bankrupt. And we come to a God for forgiveness and we say, I want to pay my debt. The problem is your account is empty. But Jesus, God's own son, whose account is completely full, pays on our behalf with his own life, gives his life in exchange for yours, in exchange for mine, that we would just believe that in our heart and confess it with our mouths that he is faithful and just to forgive and we can have restored relationship with God. A few years ago, there's this college, it's called Morehouse College. And this was only just a few years back. They had a, uh, a speaker at their graduation who got up and he's, he's pretty good. And all of a sudden he says something that changed the course of many of those students futures. He promised to pay off the college debt for everyone graduating Morehouse College that year. That's crazy. They went from incredible debt, because that's what college brings you, okay? You you find out after college that you have learned enough to, like, work at Starbucks, okay? Okay. 
totally joking, but you, you graduate with all this debt and he erased it. Hundreds of millions of dollars for all of these students just erased. And see, you probably aren't that excited by that story because it's not your story. But there is a story that is yours and a debt that can be forgiven on your behalf. And we ought to get pretty excited about it. Because the gospel is good news. The problem is we think that we are mostly good. And one of my favorite country songs right now, in the chorus it says, I believe most people are good. They're not. The truth of scripture tells us that we are sinners. And if we can just be honest with ourselves, it's just you and me. You're watching me. You're watching this online. It's just you and me. If you can have a moment of honesty with yourself, you might actually realize that that's true. That you and I, we're not inherently good. And you might go, well, Curtis, you know, I'm like, I'm mostly good. I mean, you just follow me around for, I'm a pretty good, I'm a pretty good guy. I'm a pretty good gal. If I spent five minutes inside your brain, would you be able to tell me with a straight face that you are still mostly good? I mean, I'm your youth pastor, and I don't think that you'd be able to believe that about me if you spent enough time with me throughout the day or inside my brain. The gospel isn't actually offensive because it's wrong or outdated. The gospel is offensive because we love fake news about ourselves instead of the good news that is offered us. We would love to live in the ignorance that we are mostly good, and it's just not true. John 14, verses 6 and 7, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. See, the truth is that we're not mostly good. The truth is that we can't get there on our own. The truth is that without Jesus, we are spiritually bankrupt. It's not through Buddha. It's not through Muhammad or some other God or religious figure or doing good things. It's not through good works even, just doing enough. Our culture, one of the things I love about your generation is the good that you want to put out into the world. The problem is just putting good vibes out into the universe is not enough. Good works fall short. Titus 3 verses 4 through 7. But when the kindness and love of our God, of God our Savior appeared... Who is that? It's a person. The kindness and love of God is our Savior. He saved us not because of righteous things we had done or things that are right, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and the renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that having been justified or literally made right, put in right standing by his grace, his free gift, nothing that we merited. The Bible says that it's, it's not by good works so that we don't get to boast about saving ourselves, but it's what Christ did for us. Justified by his grace, his free gift, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. Guys, the gospel, first and foremost, the gospel is good news. The next thing I want you to understand, and this is a hard truth we got to understand about ourselves, we easily fall prey to fake news. We do. We love it. 
sensationalist news. I mean, when I was growing up, the only place you could find fake news was like the National Enquirer in the checkout line. And most of you don't even know what the National Enquirer is, right? It was in the tabloids. That was it. But we have fake news and things that are coming with a, with a bent everywhere you turn, every news channel you turn on. There is something behind it. No one is truly just reporting the news anymore. They're all coming from an angle. And see, the Galatians have given into cultural pressure. These people called the Judaizers, they want to add to the gospel, and they have done it successfully in this church in Galatia. They've added to the gospel. They have made them believe that, sure, it is about Jesus, but it's also about fulfilling the Old Testament laws. It's about circumcision. It's about having the right festivals and the right times and doing the right things. See, because in their minds, it can't be this simple we got to help Jesus out. And today, I don't know if it's necessarily that. I think our bent is to let things creep into the gospel in our church where we say it can't be this narrow. It needs to be for everyone. Guys, I got, I got news for you. And this is the real good news of the gospel. It is for everyone. It's just not that all paths lead to God. See, we think we need to help Jesus out by adding social pressures to the gospel or religious add-ons. We virtue signal because we believe that if we're just good people, it's good enough. If I throw good vibes out into the universe, good comes back to me. And that's just not the way that the gospel works. It's fake news. You can save all the sea turtles you want by using paper straws. Guess what? Good for you, but you are still a sinner who just now has crummy straws. You can call out all the injustice you see in your world. You are still a sinner who just shines on social media for a bunch of other lost people. See, what I'm not saying is that caring about those things is bad. But if we buy the fake news around us that we are basically good and that all roads lead to the good place, we're doomed. I'm not saying that doing good is actually worthless either. I don't want you to hear what I'm not saying. Okay. In fact, the Apostle Paul will end Galatians, this, this book, to this group of people who are very confused and trying to help them understand the simplicity of the gospel with these words. Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary in what? Doing good. It does matter what you do. It's just that what you do does not save you. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. The last thing here, good news is simple, but it ain't easy. It's simple, but it ain't easy. It's not easy to be the person who brings good news. It's beautiful according to scripture, but it's not easy. And we find this in verse 10 with the apostle Paul. Let's go back to it. He says, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. We're going to get into Paul's story in the coming weeks and what he means here. But the reality is if he was still trying to please people, he would still be killing Christians. Because Christians are not popular. Even in Paul's day and age. The message of the gospel is offensive to our human condition. Not because it's untrue, but because we have a problem we don't want to admit. The apostle Paul was not popular. He was hated by many. And he's still hated today. 
I mean, if you try to please people and tell them what they want to hear, they will like you. You want to know why Paul was and still is hated by many? I'm going to be real with you. Because Paul doesn't care what you think. He doesn't care if your feelings don't match the gospel. He doesn't care if you think he's wrong. Because he's serving God, not you. He's not here to serve people. He's here to serve God and to alert people to the fake news that they're buying and to let them know that there is good news afforded them. See, there are churches actually today who don't preach from Paul's letters. That might sound crazy to you going to Alderwood. You're like, what? Because we preach from the epistles a lot. But you know why? It's because Paul hurts their feelings. They're not comfortable with the way that Paul phrases things. They think Paul's wrong. And you know why? It's because we don't like to be told that we're wrong. And look around in your life. It's absolutely true. You can't tell people they're wrong in our world. We crucify people on social media and we cancel them when they offend our sensibilities. Do you know that some schools are actually doing away with valedictorians? Do you know why? Because it hurts people's feelings who aren't the valedictorian. It's no longer okay to award what's good unless you can tell everyone else that they're just as good. See, we can want a world all we want where people are basically good and everyone gets a medal. But it doesn't actually change the reality of the situation. And we can think that God is wrong and we are right. It doesn't change the reality. Many people actually, they don't go so far as to say that Paul was wrong or Paul's unkind. They would say something like this. You know, Paul, you know, he he was around 2,000 years ago and God bless him, he did the best that he could with the information he had at the time, but we are evolved. You know, he, he was misinformed and he just simply did the best he could. We're, we're more evolved theologically and socially. We understand things about the human condition better than Paul did. You know what Paul's response is? I've heard from the risen Jesus. Who have you heard from? There's a reason that Paul doesn't care what you think. It's because he's heard from the source, from the way, the truth, and the life. See, the gospel is simple, but it ain't easy. The gospel is good news in a world of fake news. And the good news is simple. It just isn't easy, and it's rarely popular. But you have to, according to the book of Joshua, like Joshua did, we're going to have to choose today who we will serve. Paul said, I'm not here to serve men. I'm here to proclaim the good news. Guys, we are set free by the gospel. I hope that you realize that. And if you have yet to take a moment to bow the knee to Christ, to come to him as your savior, I want to give you that opportunity right now that you would just pray with me as I'll pray here in a moment. That you would know that there is nothing on this earth that can satisfy, that can save. There is nothing that can come your way. There's no other teacher, no other religious leader. That there is one gospel not to be added to or subtracted from. That Jesus could not bear the thought of separation from you forever. So he would die on a cross willingly for you 
to fill your bankrupt account with his good standing. Let's pray. God, I ask that that you would move on the hearts and, and minds of students and maybe even parents who are watching this right now. And if they have yet to come to a saving faith in you, Jesus, that they would right now just say a simple prayer, something like this. God, I know that I, I've been far from you. I know that I'm running from you. I know that I'm a sinner. That there's no amount of good that I could store up that would cause me to be in good standing with you. And so I know and recognize that I need you, Jesus, on my behalf to cover my sin with your righteousness. And I believe that you did that at the cross and that you rose from the dead, conquering sin and death on my behalf. Jesus, I ask that you would come and be not just my savior, but also my Lord, the boss of my life. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to hear from you and know that that's something that's happened in your life. Guys, so excited to keep launching into this book of Galatians with you. We'll see you next week.